Hey friends, Kylie here, your host of Dream On with Kylie O'Miller, back for another episode with one of my most valued friends in this world, a brand new head coach in the D1 women's lacrosse scene, and someone who's been a big role model for me. Thank you as always for tuning in. These episodes are recorded from a live Zoom webinar that I hold through the KO17 lacrosse app and are constructed into this Dream On podcast you have found here. I hope you are gaining some insight from some of these episodes from the people that I have met throughout my lacrosse journey that have imposed so much of their wisdom on me. If you're loving our episodes so far, show us some love in the reviews and rate us five stars. Also, be sure to S-U-B-S-C-R-I-B-E. It would mean the world to us. All right, we've got another special guest this week, and I'm really pumped to get right into it. Kim Hillier is someone that I met throughout my journey as a collegiate athlete at Stony Brook University. She is someone whose energy lights up a room. She's someone who will never fail to tell you how important you are to her. And she is someone who is family and inner circle first. I have learned a lot about patience, grace, and determination from Kim herself, on and off the field. Most importantly, though, that her go-to candy when she's looking for a little pick-me-up is, of course, peanut M&M's. Throughout this episode, we go back and forth with some of our favorite memories we've experienced together. We had the unique situation of both getting to coach together for two years and also having the player-coach relationship prior to that. We have continued our strong friendship as she is taking on a new adventure as the head coach of the Drexel Women's Lacrosse Program, and I am so excited for all the success she is earning. She is someone that has taught me that everything is earned, your people are everything, and to enjoy the little things. I hope you enjoy this episode as I sit down and chat with one of the strongest women you will ever meet. Let's dive in. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Dream On Podcast. I'm Kylie O'Miller, and today we have somebody very special in my life. Um, Kim Hillier is here today. Um, a little bit about Kim, if you didn't know, she was my head associate coach at Stony Brook for how many years, Kim? Three? Three was you. Yeah, like maybe five or six in total. I can't, I can't even remember. Three for me and um, a very, very good friend, someone I'm very lucky to call a great friend now. Um, and we're going to kind of dive into her journey a little bit about Kim. She was a two-time All-American at Hofstra. She was also a four-time All-CAA um, nod there. She graduated in 2007 right here on Long Island at Hofstra. Uh, she coached at LAU Brooklyn, Boston University, and most recently um, at Stony Brook University, as mentioned. Um, and this year in 2022, it's her first year as the Drexel head coach. So um, she's just an all-around rock star, awesome human, wonderful, wonderful friend, someone you really want to have in your circle. Um, so Kim, thank you for being here today. I'm excited to have you. First of all, thank you so much for having me on. You're the best. <laughs> Give me way too much credit. Um, oh, please. You know, you know what they say, though. You surround yourself with great people, and they ended up making you look great. So um, super thankful for that. Um, yeah, just thanks for having me on today, and I'm excited to talk about what I love to do across. Yeah, I, that's what brought us together, right? Um, and Absolutely. that's what brings a lot of our, our guests here today. But first, before we dive into lax, I always like to start off to a good start. So kind of diving into what what is it it's Wednesday it's Thursday not Wednesday Kylie Thursday March 3rd 2022 we're in the middle of your first season with Drexel so I'm very excited to talk to you right now um but let's talk about where you're at right now something that you are thankful for today Kim I am thankful that I get to wake up and do what I love to do as corny and cheesy as that sounds I think a lot of pe people in this world they live lives where, where they're forced to work jobs that they hate um and I, I i hate that for anybody um you know i get to wake up and do what i love every day and coaching and i have an awesome setup and you know being able to see my my former players slash friends be as successful as you are um are things that really make me happy that i was a part of your journey um and being able to watch my people succeed is something that I really, really enjoy every single day. Even if I don't get to talk to my people all the time, because we're all busy and we have our own lives, knowing that if I can make an Im or made an impact on their lives makes me feel like I have a lot to be thankful for. As corny as that all sounds, it's actually real. 
<laughs> I honestly, I think anytime we talk about what we're thankful for, it almost starts off feeling like we're talking about like Thanksgiving morning, like I'm thankful for blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> it really is so, so true. So true. Right. And I, I love that you said that, like you have been the one person who's taught me um, to keep like your circle small and the people within it are always going to have your back, no matter the distance, no matter how you know far you go without talking. Um, it's always going to be that, that one circle of people that you always are going to be able to trust and go back to and be proud of. Um, and that I definitely consider you to be in. So um, I appreciate that answer very, very much. What I is, um, <laughs> what is something you're proud to say you've accomplished today? It's only 9am, but I know you're an early riser. So what's something you're, you're proud to say you've accomplished today? Well, a lot of film. I don't really think I slept that much. <laughs> Our team is incredible and I love them to pieces, person to person. Uh, we just, I just had my first loss as a head coach, um, not ideal. And I'm just like anybody else learning how to deal with it and just making sure that I was up early having my coffee and reminding myself that we got to get better today and that's what the team deserves. And yeah, I got... I have to kind of coach my ass off for them and do what I do, but we got to get better. And I love them and I care about them. And I end up being more hard on myself. I think as far as taking losses and even through the wins, you know, I mean, you've experienced it. We take it personally. Um, so I feel like I got a lot accomplished tomorrow. I mean, tomorrow, I got a lot accomplished through the morning um, in preparation for what I was going to bring to the table today, organization wise. Love that. Starting off on a good foot and you're going to have a great day, especially after the Dream On podcast. Um, <laughs> Let's go. All right. Last but not least, what is something that you're pumped to go out and chase? Could be, again, it could be today, could be tomorrow, the rest of this week. Maybe it's in the coming months. What's something you're pumped to chase? Pumped to chase a championship. I really am. Um, and like they always say, what do they say? If, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life type of thing goes back to my roots. I get to do th this every single day. Um, there's always that competitive edge slash, I mean, you've taught me this more than anybody, I wanna say. A win or a loss, you were always the first person that come to the office. What could I have given more? What, where could I give more? What could I have done better? Um, and like all those little things really, really add up that's just like a small example so like winning a CAA championship is something that this program has yet to do um and that's something that if it's going to help them succeed I want to bring every day the best version of myself for these young women because they really deserve that and that's my goal as of right now they, they're the reason I'm here they've earned this it's not about me um I say it all the time the stage was set and yeah, I want to, I want to go get that ring for them and then some, cause they're very much capable. Oh yes, they are. I, um, just for our listeners, I had the, the very awesome opportunity to go watch Drexel at practice a couple of weeks ago, visited, of course, my friend Kim here and my other friends, Katie O'Donnell and Alyssa Guido, her, her, um, her staff. And I got to witness a really, really hungry, um, gritty, athletic, excited Drexel team. Um, so I've been following along, obviously, because I love Kim and Guido and Kid KO, but also because I just saw that like special look in their eye, right? That they're they're hungry for the, that championship too. They're hungry to do something special that Drexel's never done before. So um, I've been following as, as a big, big fan. So I, uh, I'm excited for you too. And especially come May, I think there's going to be some exciting things coming for, for Drexel Women's across. <laughs> that. I'm pumped as well. They deserve yeah, it. There you are. You're, you're going to be ready to run through a brick wall by the end of this podcast. I can see it. You better get right to practice. <laughs> I know. I'm like itching right now. Like, I, we got to get there and we got to get better. Um, and it was awesome being able to have you at practice, obviously. And, you know, there's, there's a large sense of a lot of the players were starstruck, right? And then you go in there and you're like, Kylie Miller, she's at practice. Like, what, like it's interesting to hear like kind of the expectation going in like they're starstruck like she's here oh my goodness like meanwhile like 
to me, like you're just- a regular person that's one of our closest people. And like, yeah, hell yeah, you're famous. That's awesome. But like, and you earn that, right? You started off quiet and, and you are who you are. And so you come out and like a lot of the questions I got was, you know, she was so like quiet. Like, what, what is she like? And we thought she was going to like get on, get in coach and blah, blah, blah. And, and I look at them and I'm like, like, but we're so honored. This is amazing. And I'm like, well, let me just tell you, there's something that I always work with Kylie on to date and it's her calendar because she's always on, right? Somebody in that role, in those shoes, they're always on. I said, and you know, Kylie wanted to come to practice. I was like, yeah, hell yeah, come to practice. And one of the things I told him was that like, I left it up to you as to what you wanted to do and you chose to watch. And I was like, and I actually love the fact that I can be able to experience Kylie not on where she can turn it off and be a regular person, you know, and not just have to be working and, you know, doing all the things that she does. So I was like, I wanted her to enjoy and, and, and see the actual practice. So I thought it was really cool. And I thought it was really cool of them to be able to see you and feel that being that starstruck and, and the energy at practice was through the roof. Right. And maybe not just for you, they definitely have a chip on their shoulder. Um, majority of the time I spend and you know it like I want every single one of those females whether they play or they never step on the field or they're on the brink of stepping on the field or they're red shirts and or they're filming whatever it is whatever the role I want them to know that they're valued and that they can Um, I think so much of it is just the belief in general right and something I try to preach to my team is every day it's, it's not any different from my roots it's not be yourself, be real, be authentic, and just believe in yourself. Yeah. Believe in yourself. There's not enough of that that goes around. There's so much doubt. There's so much, you know, what if I make a mistake? What if I drop a ball? Oh my God, Kylie O'Mill is at practice. What if I, she's gonna think I like, no, 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 you can't and you're gonna, mm-hmm. you're gonna. I'm gonna make sure that I, I leave that lasting impression on you because you can and you will. And if it's under my guidance, it's going to happen. You just got to believe you got to do it. So working on that every single day. I mean, you know, it's, it's one of those things we battle with and I don't think there's enough of that out in the world. So. Yeah. And I think that kind of goes right into my, my next point. And that was kind of like our time at Stony Brook together. And um, like, I was lucky to be coached by you. I was lucky to have you as a mentor. And then I went from a player into a coaching role as well, right alongside you. And then we were more friends and, and peers in that sense. And you were still a mentor to me and um, still are to this day. And I think that like a lot of what you just said is what sh- really shined through in everything that you were teaching me without even knowing it, just because like you said, right? Like you're practicing what you preach. And I think that's another thing that's not too much like, too well done in this world today. Um, like so many people are just talking at people and telling them what to do. And when they turn around and look at those, themselves in the mirror, are they even practicing what they're preaching? Probably not, right? Um, most of the times not. And I think that to really have that trust with a mentor, to really have that trust with a coach or even with a, like a peer or a colleague, um, it, you got to be doing it yourself. You got to be doing the work yourself. And that, that is something that you definitely taught me, um, without even knowing it. I'm sure you didn't even know that you've done that, but, um, definitely had taught me day in and day out. And the other piece was just believe in yourself. You know, like if you actually can envision yourself making that play or envision yourself, um, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone in a way that like, for me, I hated one-on-ones, you knew it every time you would make sure you were down there. I don't know me. an offensive player that loves one-on-ones, to be honest. I don't think anybody likes one-on-ones. No. <laughs> Maybe the goal. You got to do it, right? Like, it's- exactly. It's just part of it. But, like, you knew that was, like, a weak spot for me, you know, when I was in college. And that was a spot that, like, my confidence would take a hit without even having done a one-on-one yet that day, right? It was just a spot. And you were always that person who would always come up behind, like, behind the drill and, like, whisper something in my ear, like, hey, you got this try it again. You know, like you got this, go again. Don't think too much about it. Just go, you know, things like that. And, um, as a young player, that's trying to really focus on her weaknesses and really kind of take that next step through like to the other side of greatness, those little moments are really what, what kind of 
help you take that next step. So um, before I get into my questions, I just wanted to say I appreciate you if you if you couldn't get that that I point across. Too, and, it, and it was it was an honor. And I know that sounds so like corny, but it it was it was because I respect you know your process. Mm-hmm. Not not being noticed or recognized, and every part of fame that you have is earned, and it all goes back to you see that your roots, <laughs> and you're real, and you're authentic, and you're a good person, and you're a good daughter, friend, sister, and I see I have a very I'm a very good judge of character, right? My circle is so small, um, and we we've talked about that, but like you're you're in it, right? And I do what I do for a living and I want to be impactful. And when I see some, somebody that's fallen off, I want to bring them back. Right. So like, I try to tell even my players, like, if you're struggling, I want to struggle with you, Mm -hmm. but you're never going to walk alone. Like I want them to be able to come to me for that. Cause I think that piece is so important. Um, But that's my roots. That's my upbringing. That's who I am. So I'm just, my point is I, I just, I'm myself. And if the message is consistent, you know, that's what my, I don't even call them assistants. So it's my partners, Rita, right? One of her main things she said to me, and she's incredible. I wanted to come coach you, coach with you and work with you and for you because of the impact that you had on me during my playing career. Yeah. Right. I don't even need a thank you. It's when you go and get the dream job and I write the letter of recommendation and you're killing it in the, I know you're good. You know, that's the fun part. So like you're thankful for me. I'm very thankful for you. I was able to coach somebody of your caliber who when before you were like, oh, one-on-ones was my weakness. Like <laughs> there were times, but when I first got there where I was like, I had to figure out like, like you're not, supposed to give her that many compliments even though she (laughs) thinks sometimes and you're like whoa like you have to almost like psychologically yeah you should be you should be doing that yeah me and my walk away like how the how the hell did that coin what Uh, there you are like (laughs) i don't know thumbs up anyway i went off on a tangent but like so no that that like honestly it was just I wanted to talk about some of those moments that we were able to share like um together at Stony Brook because it really like has shaped our friendship right and I I think that's like one of the big pieces back to our point is like you have that trust with somebody like that who's technically in a position of authority um but it really feels like a friend it really feels like someone you can trust it really feels like in a low moment you can go to them because you know that you can lean on them like that has always been you. And I think that you de- have definitely brought that into your Drexel culture, um, which I'm really excited for those girls because I said this to you before I came to practice, like, I wish I could come play for you. Like, I wish I had a, g- a couple more years of eligibility or something, um, but- uh, I, would give, I think I'd give a limb for that. <laughs> I'm getting old over here. I gotta, I gotta play in the yeah, pro okay. um, If you're old, I'm extinct. <laughs> Uh, and as you can tell our listeners here, me and Kim like to joke just a little bit. So um, <laughs> we, we hope that you're laughing alongside us. Taking a quick little time out from our episode here to say a massive thank you for listening. Dream On started off as a way to have conversations with some of the people that I've been lucky to come in contact with and really dig deep into what makes them tick and how they've become so elite in their spaces. If you're enjoying these conversations as much as I have been, please consider rating us with a solid five stars and leave us a review. I love hearing all of your incredible thoughts on how we can continue to dream on together with these episodes. Oh, and subscribe if you're feeling cool. All right, let's get back to our guest. Before we get into like going back to your roots, something you really, really keep talking about, which I love. um, What do you think back at our time at Stony Break Together, what do you think were some of our maybe like little or big moments or memories or something like that sticks out to you when you think about our time together at Stony Brook that you would want to share with our listeners. Coach to player or just in general, like general, anything that sticks out. So a lot of times like I come on here and I, I get to kind of hamper you with questions about your journey. 
Um, and a lot of times the, the um, guests that I have turn it around and say, hey, Kylie, remember when you did this? And it's usually <laughs> never about me, but I know that we have some really special interactions. So I, I'm wondering, like, like, I know certain moments in our journey together that I think of, and I'm like, yeah, I really appreciate Kim for that. And we just talked about a couple of them. Um, I'm wondering what those might be on your side of the perspective. I feel like it's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of different things that I, that I can go at. Um, I always like to bring light to things that maybe weren't seen on film or from the outside looking in, nobody would really understand or, or know or ever grasp, you know, the work that was put in, not forget about the coaches, forget about work, like work, hard work that that's part of my roots. There it is. Like it's a non-negotiable, right? My mother would kick me and be like, well, work harder. Yeah, come on. You got to earn, earn, you know, it's, you know, if I'm thinking about you and your playing career, I think about you did what it took to focus on not just the, all the glamour and glitz highlight reels. It was all the other little things that when you got to a game or a practice, the other stuff just took care of itself. Um, so whether it was a good day or a bad day, and yes, Kylie does have bad days as a player, but I have bad days as a coach because no, nobody's perfect. Um, like one of the examples I can think of is the extra work that you wanted to put in in the ride, right? You wanted to be better at the ride and you put the time in and would come in and ask questions and, or even just like the little things is, you know, from the outside looking in as your coach, as your mentor, and now as one of your close friends, seeing you struggle, but more importantly, also seeing you struggle and being able to climb out of that and not letting anything get to you because there's nothing that you would see that you haven't already felt because you put in the extra time and the work and it wasn't all the VTBs and the highlight, that stuff ended up taking care of itself. You trusted in a process, you bought into the belief. Um, and, you know, where we were both in a, a very fortunate position to be led by Spolina um, and his mind and his brain. And I'll, I'll say this to, to I'm in my grave, the smartest coach on, to ever walk the planet men's, women's, anything is that man. And I will never forget it. Um, but for you, I mean, in general, like there's so many different, different moments throughout my time at Stony Brook, my time with you, I could write a book about and little things that I think about. And I'll go back to, um, you know, you coming and checking in, whether we won, whether we lost, I said it before, you were always in the first one in the office to say what, and, and to the point where half the time Spleen and I were like, dude, you had like eight points. You had like two close turnovers in the rides. Like, but like you look at it, you look at that and you, that might be something people don't know, but they need to know you did what it took to get there. And the route and the path was probably the hardest or one of the hardest paths to take. And that you weren't just handed the keys to the kingdom. You earned that. Right. And then the relationships and the, and, 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 and they're forever, they're forever. So the, the admiration is like through the roof, the relationships and the, you buying in and me coming back. Like I, I was there in 2012 and then I left. Mm -hmm. I went to BU because I never left Long Island. And then I came back and Defo, who's another good friend of mine, she went to Q's and he's like, come on, come back. Let's win this whole thing. We're going to do this. This is what I have. And I'm like, we almost All right, <laughs> buckle up, buckle up. I'm going, and then I ship right back to the island. So, <laughs> but it, the no. best thing that ever happened to me was him, yeah. and the opportunity I was given. Yes, me. Um, you know, me too. And it's something that I explain a lot. You know, throughout a lot of the questions that I get to, right? Like, and a lot of the mentors that we have, and the people that gave us opportunities, and um, it's the same for me. So, and you know that. I think we both know that, and. Um, you know, I think I really appreciate everything you just said. I think that, um, you know, a lot of times that behind the scenes stuff is stuff that is really like pushed on you by 
like a mentor or a coach, right? But it's also, it's on you to do the work, right? It's on you as a player. It's on you as, as somebody to, to do the work and make sure that time gets it put in. So um, something that I'm hoping to push along to the girls that I coach now and the younger generation that I, that I see and I talk to now. So I appreciate you for reiterating that, that piece right there. Um, let's talk about your roots though. Cause you keep, I know that this is a podcast. Yes. On the app, we can see the, um, we can see the video. So hello, all my app viewers, but on the podcast, you cannot, you cannot see the fact that Kim keeps turning her computer screen so that we can see the Long yes. Island sign up above her door. So it's a little wooden Long Island sign. And every time she talks about her roots, she talks, she turns her screen to that. <laughs> so, now, what do you think when you were younger, like what was your journey like to finding lacrosse, right? So before you were an incredible coach, the coach that you're standing in front of me today, you were also an incredible player. Where did it originally start back here on Long Island? How did you find lacrosse and were you playing other sports and how did it kind of like tie into your journey? Yeah, so my process was very unique in the sense that it's, not not something that most people experience right like you and to date you find a lot about yourself um through your upbringing and you find out a lot about yourself through your experiences and and adversity and things that your cards you're dealt with right so i played soccer basketball and lacrosse i was a highly respected varsity athlete at an early young age but I was never like the the best but in part a lot of that was I was on the fence did I really want that it was a good outlet for me um and you know with my scenario growing up I my parents went through a terrible divorce um it was almost a nightmare and it all happened high school through college and you know it's one of those things that happened and it's one of those things that you experience that can make or break you um and or or really test you and every part of your being and my path has gotten me here so let me be honest as far as that goes because you won't get any anything but honesty um and i at the time for my recruiting process, that was back when like you, I'm so beating myself, so pathetic. <laughs> Guys, try not to think I'm that old, please. <laughs> um, you would have your five official visits and your senior year, you'd go on them in the fall of your senior year and then you would pick whenever you were ready. So like schools that were interested. Now, I, again, my upbringing, we couldn't really afford, I, I was one of the first Yellow Jacket teams ever, but there's a club program. I know you all know what that is. Don't, one of the club programs online. I was one of the first teams ever of the start of the Yellow Jackets program. Making uh, history. Back when they had just two teams, a blue and a gold. So <laughs> team one and a team two. And it, like only, and it was just one age group. Right. So like now there's like 50 age groups and there's like every color in the world, you, you know, I mean, you know, what you were one. And so I couldn't, my family couldn't afford to have me travel and whatnot. And I am very thankful that Carol Rose took me under her wing and Tracy Weiner and uh, pretty much scholarship me because they saw the talent and they knew the divorce and somewhat of the scenario that was going on. And, you know, that was a, good athlete that was going to work my butt off. I wasn't the most talented, but I did whatever I had to do. Um, but little did everybody know it was more of the biggest outlet for me to be able to be busy and keep my mind right because there was a lot of stuff going on um, that I just never want to really remember, but it made me, you know. Um, and so, and, and back then I have to, I have to note like that I don't think mental health existed or the focus of it. Um, and so you lived in a world where like, I don't know, is something wrong with me? Like, is this normal? Like, this is the life I live? Like, and let me, let me tell you, my mother is the strongest woman on the face of this planet. I don't, Angel. she is, I, I, I wish every one of you on the, 
<laughs> yours, you can meet her because you'll want to put her in your pocket. She's so freaking cute. She's authentic. She'll whoop somebody's butt. And she is just all about family. And she did whatever she had to do to make sure that her four kids were looked nice and for school every day. And that she, if she had to work two or three jobs, she'd figure it all out away. And she st still was able to be there for bedtime. She had to work through the night. And that's just, and she would smack me if she heard me talking about any about her. Um, so long story short, you know, I, my blood father, he's in my life, but he's not in my life. And it's for all good reasons, drinking problem, like just bad divorce. And like, I don't need to get into details, but it made me who I am today. And I, without my mother, I don't know what I would be like, um, at all as a person. And I think I could have taken the path my father went or turned out like him and I didn't. Um, I also helped to raise my other siblings um, and they make oh. me so proud. <laughs> and you they should really be so proud. You should be so proud. Now that was another question that I wanted to get to. Your sister Janine played at Stony Brook. Did you guys grow up playing lacrosse together? Did, was it something you bonded over? So Janine and I are six years apart. I always joke when people are like, oh, what's the age difference? And I'm like, six years, she's older. I mean, well, I'm the old one. <laughs> she's got two adorable kids though, holy cow. Mm -hmm. um, we would play, I mean, she didn't, the difference between, and it was hard, we struggled. I was her coach, right? And you know this with, with T.O. And yeah. I coached Janine Ferrier. She transferred from Florida to Stony Brook. Yeah, and she still played amazing, amazing, right? But like that, those were struggles, right? Like coaching your sister and then going home and then maybe it was a good day or it was a bad day of practice and like having to separate the two and then, or not even looking at each other. And like, it was never personal, right? And don't, she got, I am so proud of her. And every single day, like she's to date the best mother aside yeah. from my, our mom. Um, <laughs> I'm sure she learns from the best, right? I think that- yeah. It, totally, totally. But like, she is amazing. Mm -hmm. My brother, he's amazing. Janine, we're all like this. Mm -hmm. We're very, very tight. And I think that's, that's the best part because we've been through a lot together. Um, and we have a small crew, right? There's not a ton of people, um, but we have what we need and we're unbreakable. That's, I think that's the biggest thing with our family. And you know, she, so, but that part, the coaching part was tough, but it was also so rewarding at the same time, because I, I mean, you got, you got to experience like who gets to really experience being able to coach their sister. Right. Like it was really, really an honor, a complete mm -hmm. honor. And then that led my pathway also to be you where I found out a lot about myself and grew and was able to work on different people. And then I came back and now I'm here. Now you're here, absolutely thriving, um, doing exactly what you were meant to do. Um, so I think that's really, really important because one thing you me you mentioned, right, is that like every piece of that journey that you just kind of laid out for us was so important to bringing you to where you're sitting right here today um, and who you are and who your circle is and um, how you kind of conduct yourself every single day, right? And what are the kind of traits you want to bring into your new Drexel culture is, right? And I guess that kind of leads me into my next question. And again, like I saw the fire and the energy in your group and I see it with, with you even just having this conversation right now, right? Like you're pumped to get to practice in about two hours. And what would you say is like maybe one or two things that you try to bring every single day or try to culminate within your team, within your team's culture um, at Drexel, like a must have for your culture that you think you've brought through from your journey? I would say the biggest thing is that value of family, right? So me, it's like, what you see is what you get. Um, my door is always open. I wanna be there for you. Like one of the first things that we did when I took the position was I have to get to know each, each and every single one of them as quickly as possible. Everything else can wait. And, and listen, I wasn't in a position where everything else could have wait, but right. like what I learned was the relationships, it is the success. So, so little of it is the X's and the O's. It's the relationships you create and the trust and the bond. And it doesn't happen overnight, right? They had this nut job coach coming in that was the associate head at Stony Brook that is like, so 
such high energy and cares so much that it's like, is she for real? Like, holy cow. Like, no, no, no. It's, it's authentic. This is who I am. Like I, I care, you know, and I, I always go roots and foundation and like the biggest thing is like, be yourself. Right. And you're going to take what's worked as a coach. And you're also going to find out based off of the personnel, the new personnel that I have, because this is new for me, what works for them. Mm-hmm. Every player is going to want to be, is, what works for player A may not work for player B, coaching wise. I want to know, and when, I'm, when I met them first and foremost, like in each individual meeting, what makes you tick? What makes you go? What works? What doesn't? I want to know all because I want to get to know you so well that any struggle you have, we struggle together. I could take that from you and, and I am setting you up for success and whatever that looks like in that given day. I know I want you to know that that's my goal. So that, that's the biggest piece because lacrosse, and it's not hard. Mm-hmm. Felina used to tell us all this. It's guys, it's just, it's just lacrosse. It's just lacrosse, right? Don't make it more than what it is, right? But if you have a good core and the family and the foundation is tight and the people, you know, the right people, I don't think you can lose, right? And you're not going to win it all, all the time. There's going to be good days and bad days, but like, that's just, that's the reality of it. So I would say the relationships and for them to be themselves and the trust and the, yeah, I'm a freaking nut nut job, you know, but I care and I would run through a wall and do whatever I have to do for every one of you and then sign a contract to just say, yeah, I did it. No, no, I wouldn't have left where I was. Like, I don't require much. But I love what I do and I love my people. And, you know, there's, I think every day they're learning more and more that like I'm on their side. Yeah. You know, so. Amazing. I, and again, like that's just, it's all who you are and you brought it into the culture of the team. And I think that, um, you know, by come May, you guys are going to be doing some really, really special things, even though you're already doing them. But those goals, like all the way at the beginning of this podcast right? Chasing after some, some championships, some rings, some, some history, right? Like, and that's, that's what keeps the circle really, really tight is having those common goals and, um, you know, knowing that you're competing with each other and against each other each and every day. So that when the actual opponent shows up, it's like, no, uh, we're together now. Um, and we're much, much stronger because we just competed together all week long. Um, so, I'm excited. I'm like, I want to come to practice now. Um, (laughs) in a sense of, I have a couple more questions before we wrap up, but in a sense of like lacrosse in general. So you, um, have been an incredible player, incredible coach. You've seen the sport kind of excel and grow in general, right. Just as you know, women's lacrosse. So when you think about like the future of the sport, like future of, for female athletes in general, and especially in lacrosse. What do you think of like some of the things that you want to see happen in the next five years, 20 years? Where do you want to see women's lacrosse? Where do you want to see the athletes for women's lacrosse? I want to see thousands of you (laughs) doing what they love to do, but getting their worth too. Like, right? Like you've earned every ounce of where you are. Um, and I'm not trying to guess your head. I, you know, I, I shoot it straight to tell, tell you how it is. The given right now is the word equal, equality is not even a, a thought, you know, it's like everything else going on in the world. It's like, when, when, when can we get past all this and everything's just normal now? Yeah. Discussion of equality and, you know, who has more media followers or, you know, you know, a, a weight room to, for a women's program to a mat, like it shouldn't even be like a discussion anymore. And I think, you know, when you, when you look at it from an outside lens, you have to appreciate, and it's not me, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm doing what it, I get to do what I love to do. I'm fortunate, right? Yes. Have I earned it 1000% giving credit to the people that are doing the work behind the closed doors right. to to actually model what the next five to 10 years is gonna look like. Those are the people that deserve the credit and it's the people that are out there pushing the sport and the future of the sport, um, getting young listeners to dream on 
factually, right? And look in from the other lines and say, I want to be like her, mm-hmm. you know? And like, back to my point of like, the, what you, the impression that you leave on every person that you, like, I, I was put on this earth to make, to help people, to make people around me better. Did I know I wanted to be a coach now? I didn't know anything at that point. I was just, I had to stay close to home because my parents went through a rough go. Could have went to Syracuse. I could have went to Virginia. I could have went to Delaware. I, I had a lot of, and I just, I, I was, there was, I think they put an article out back in the day when I was almost extinct and it, it was titled safe at home. I think my mom, my mother still has the article and I hate ever having to talk about me in general. I don't like that credit. Like, but if there's one thing that I can say, um, it's knowing your, your personal worth mm-hmm. and ha- how powerful and impactful you are to every single person that you come across every day of your life. You know, whether it's, you know, you're, you're, you're walking out of your apartment, apartment complex, you go up to a gas station and someone's pumping your gas for you, or you, you don't know what kind of day they're having, but like how you can impact them, mm-hmm. you know, being in this role, what I've learned too is, everything that comes out of your mouth that you say is out there. Mm-hmm. And when you think about that, that's really powerful. Right. Right. So knowing how powerful your words, are, I, I, I want to inspire and I want to help people. And I was led very well. Um, Shelly Clays from JMU was my, my head coach at Hofstra. She did a, a, a at home visit during mayhem and like everything. I want you, we want you, what do we have to do? And I went on my visits and stuff and I ended up safe at home. Um, You know what it's like staying closer to home, being near your family and what they mean to you. And I, that was my path and I, I made the best of it. And I, I, I look back, I don't, I wouldn't change a thing. Um, And it led me to my coaching career because Shelly was all in and she was the leader that I needed. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for her, I, I, I wouldn't be playing lacrosse. I don't think in college, or I would have probably quit, you know, and she told me now, like you can, and you will, and we will. And now I, 2018 wasn't cool at all. It wasn't cool at all. <laughs> it wasn't right. We, we, we lost that game at BC. I was gutted. And then we, we hosted the freaking final four at Stony Brook we'll want to run away and flee the country and all that stuff and Hofstra Shelly my head coach from Hofstra at JMU and mid-major program wins a national championship and I think things go full circle and I as upset as I was that was a full circle moment absolutely that was a full circle moment and that was almost like a I hope for her mm-hmm. that my knowing that happened that she knows that didn't happen by accident. Absolutely not. Didn't happen by accident. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and I think that like always giving tribute to the people who have helped you throughout your journey is um, something I also learned from you, right? I think that like always making sure that people are appreciated and knowing that again, another piece you also just said, right? You never know what people are going through. Um, you never know what kind of day they're having or what kind of news they might've just gotten. Like you said, at at a gas station, they might've just gotten off the phone with some crazy news and, um, you know, just being able to put your best foot forward and give somebody a smile or hold the door open for them. Those little things like will mean a lot. Buy them a coffee in line. Just exactly. Buy them a coffee just because, right. Like you're on the Starbucks drive-through line, like buy the person behind you's coffee and, um, you know, things like that. Like it, it's the little things in life that could be really, really big things um, for other people and you never know. So, um, you know, again, another thing that you've taught me throughout our, our time knowing each other and um, something that I'll continue to bring throughout the rest of my journey. Um, okay, so we have some questions from KO17 Lacrosse for you, Coach Far Kim. Far away. <laughs> well, first of all, they want to know who is Kim off the field? hobbies things that you can't live without what makes your heart happy like you like to do when you're not thinking about lacrosse which is very very difficult for us to do I know 
um, for <laughs> take ourselves off the lacrosse field and not talk about lacrosse. We always joke, right? We can't even go out to like lunch or breakfast without talking about lacrosse. We try to see how long we can go, but it's just not possible. <laughs> so who is Kim off the lacrosse field? Kim off the lacrosse field is a softy. <laughs> I am that high energy, like what the heck? Like she hard on the sleeve, cares so much about everybody around her, always looking to help people. Um, but if you step on my toe, I'll start crying. Not maybe not in front of you, but uh, I do have feelings. And yes. and and you know, I I'm a real I'm a real person. Um hobbies, I love working out, I love the beach, I love food, love to Your eat, aunt, right? Yeah, yeah I love being an aunt. I love <laughs> I said family already, right? Yeah. Aunt family. I love spending time with my people, my friends that I don't necessarily get to see every day, whether it's Zooms and stuff. Um, and I think one of the biggest things too is like I always say I'm older and back in the day, this and that, but I live a very happy life. Um, and I was raised in a time period where like social media wasn't a thing, right? So I'm not a big, like I post what I'm doing, like, you know, like, so it's no different from you when you get to turn it off. You're like, this is great. I can have dinner with my family and I don't have to be in the spotlight. And even though you love your spotlight, right? Like, because you've earned it, but it's nice to be able to turn it off. So something as simple as like when I come home and I take a shower and then I, you know, change my outfit and I sit on the, and I just sit in silence for a couple of minutes and I just take it all in, you know, and then, you know, takes what, what went well, what, what didn't go well through the day. And all those little things, like those are, those are moments that that's me, you know, like spending time with my family. That's me. Mm-hmm. Um, small circle, but like I have the right people. And when I have a chance to catch up with everyone, I try to make my rounds, but you know, you I'm do. happy, go lucky. And I care, I care a lot. So yes, you do. Maybe yes. it's not, not as exciting, but when you get, when you get old, when you get older, oh, please. it's the little things, you know what I'm saying? So, oh, please. It's always the little things, no matter your age and True. you are not old at all. You True. could probably still beat me in any sort of running uh, exercise that you put me on through on the treadmill. <laughs> Um. Hey guys, Kylie here. A short break from our conversation to remind you to check in on our social channels. You can find little snippets from our episodes on Instagram at at dream.on underscore pod. And if you're a lacrosse stud looking for a unique way to train and develop into the best version of yourself, like our guest here most definitely has, check out the KO17 Lacrosse app in the App Store. That's KO17 Lacrosse. And at D-R-E-A-M period O-N underscore P-O-D on Instagram. Come join the fam and we can keep dreaming on together. Okay, enough of that. We back. One more question from KO17 Lacrosse before we go into our quick finishes, which is just a rapid fire round of random questions. Um, what is, so going back to your coaching um, career here at Drexel, if you're looking for a recruit, what are you looking for in a recruit when you're going to those summer tournaments or you see them at a prospect day, what sticks out to you about a player? And you're like, Hey, yeah, she's got to be a part of my locker room. Luckily I'm such a good judge of character, which is, it's weird. Sometimes I feel like I have a superpower when it comes to knowing people before I I even have a conversation or get to know them. Um, It actually freaks me out sometimes. Uh, So as far as like recruits, the work ethic to me is everything. All the controllable things are the things that like ha- how, how they carry themselves, their body language. Mm-hmm. Um, you're always gonna need goal scorers. You're gonna need lefties, right? Positional players, goalies, depending on the year. It's the people, right? It's, you know, the player that does all the things that maybe aren't statted mm-hmm. because understanding that like, my job is to develop and teach. I get to do that. I love to do that. So like, if that, that's all I have to worry about, but I have the right fit of the player that works their butt off and the, the player that's going to run through the wall, like mm-hmm. being able to teach the skill work, that's the fun part, right? You, all I need is the right people. Absolutely. You have the right people. That's, you know, like how, how do they 
handle themselves when they're not a part of the actual goal or the assist, but they have the hockey assist, mm -hmm. which for those of you that don't know, it's the assist before the actual assist. That's why it's a hockey assist because they actually calculate that in, in hockey. Um, but those little things, like when they come off the, uh, on the sides, are, are they engaged on it for their teammates and cheering them on? Are they, how are they taking criticism or feedback, right? Mm -hmm. Are they, they throwing their stick? Are they throwing their hands up? Arguing calls or are they getting excited in it for the little things for the betterment of their team, like stuff like that. I love that. Uh, real true, like tests of character, right? Because like you said, the, those are the kinds of traits you want to bring into a locker room because those are the contagious ones. Um, and the really, really special ones too. They're the ones that really make a good team. Um, it's just a team full of people like that with good character, good sportsmanship, willing to do anything for their teammates and honestly willing to, you know, take criticism and get better and then just get excited for the little moments too. I love that you said that. And players that maybe they don't fully believe in themselves yet, but like you see something in them that not other people or teams see. But like, again, it goes back to my roots. I want anybody's path that I cross to know that they can. And they, if they believe, and they know I believe, if I can help them believe in themselves more, sky's the limit. It doesn't matter who they are. Love it. Oh, um, you answered one of my questions just by saying that. And that's something that, you know, you would hope to, you know, kind of push out on the people that you get to inspire, you get to impact is that, hey, I believe in you. Um, I know that you can, I know that you have it in you. I know that you have the potential and I'm going to be right here alongside you, um, as you go through the trials and tribulations of it. Right. So, um, I, I love that. I think it's really, really important. And I think it's a really awesome piece of who you are as a person and a coach. Are you ready for our quick finishes segment? Yeah, let's go. Okay. So there it's very funny because it's called quick finishes, kind of like a quick stick, but, um, they're really quick questions. You can answer them quickly, or if you feel like they need an explanation, you can. A lot of our guests have gone one way or the other. So however you see fit. Are you ready? I'm ready. Tacos or pizza? Both. No. <laughs> Double chicken on both. <laughs> um, I, it, that's tough because- I know, that's why I, I start off with it. I can never turn me down Mexican food. Uh, yep, me with either. Pizza, my roots, I mean, I'm not on the <laughs> island right now, so I'd have to go Mexican. Okay. All right. There you go. See, sometimes we talk through it. Yes. One, one band or artist that you'd want to see in concert right now? Um, for the third time, Celine Dion. Yep. Obsessed. I should have known that. Okay. Um, Adele. Ooh, good one. Of an angel. You, you and Ali Kennedy are very similar in that one. Um, Yay, Kay. <laughs> What's your favorite movie? Favorite movie. I'm not a big TV person in general, but movie wise, I would have to say like, if it's funny, like a bad boys too. Okay. Love it. Please don't look at me and say, I wasn't alive <laughs> during that. <laughs> I like, like the oldie book goodies, like the Sandlot, like things like that. Right. Like rookie Classics. of the year. Okay. Okay. What's your go-to candy? Ooh. Peanut M&M's or peanut butter M&M's, the, the orange peanut. Yeah. Yep. That was, that was our thing. Yeah, I know. That's why I put that one in there. I love uh, that. We used to just bring each other bags of peanut M&M's to Stony Brook practice. And the bags kept getting bigger for some reason. I don't know why. They, I couldn't, I thought they were smaller. <laughs> they started off as the, the handheld ones and then they turned into family size very quickly. And it was a jog. <laughs> Then they were gone. I don't know who did it. I don't know. Who took um, it? <laughs> what is the, your favorite place that you've traveled to? Ooh, favorite place I traveled to. Um, I've been to St. Thomas, St. Martin, St. Martin. Tropical places. Yeah. Love the Island feel. <laughs> I definitely love the island feel. And then where did I go? St. Martin, St. Martin, I went twice. Once on a, a cruise when I was younger. And younger, I mean like right out of college. Um, and then three years ago, I went back. Oh. And it's beautiful. 
the water, everything, just gorgeous. The water is so the best part of those tropical islands, right? Yeah, I love it. Everything about it. All right, last two. What is, uh, who is one athlete that you'd like to follow or look up to? I'm going to go with Steph Curry, love. And then the obvious is Kobe. Mm -hmm. Side note on that, and I have to give a shout out. All right, I have a buddy, okay, who's currently in college. She plays at a university who I linked up with because I found out that she had torn her Achilles. Um, and I was connected to her by a, a coach in their coaching industry. And that was linked up with the rest of the coaches. And now I connect with her every day. And I'm not going to say her name, but I did tell her I was going to call her Kobe. So <laughs> I tore my Achilles in the COVID year. Um, story for another day. I was playing pickleball and I it was... I wish it was a better story. I literally pushed off my foot. Um, so like mentally, I understand what that looks like. And so the coach of this young lady reached out and just said, hey, let, do you have any advice? I said, please give me her number. And I ended up getting on a FaceTime with her. I said, you will never go through this alone. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I understand, I literally understand what you're feeling and I want you to be in touch with me. So shout out to Kobe. She knows who she is and she's going through her Achilles recovery. And I cannot wait to see her dominate when she comes to comes back oh love it go Kobe I'm rooting for you <laughs> all right last but not least kind of coming full circle here we love to do those but um we got the rest of the day at our fingertips here today what do you hope to accomplish by the time you hit the pillow tonight what is the rest of the day what a goal for the rest of the day for you today Kim get my squad going again right it goes back to that belief and it's never, I don't, maybe one of my biggest downfalls is I don't focus enough on a need because I care so much about everybody else, but like, that's me. You know, I want to make sure that these women know that how much they're valued today. And even after a loss that feels awful, nobody feels great in a loss, let alone that kind of loss, um, that we're going to get better today. And then we're going to go through it together and I will not leave their side. And, and they're going to walk, walk out of practice today and they're going to believe in themselves. And I won't let them go a minute without believing in themselves because I believe in them and I'm here and they're the reason why I'm here. And then everything oh. will take care of itself. Amazing. Sorry, it's so corny, but like, I'm just speaking it's in from my not heart. corny at all though, because <laughs> it's so you, you know, it's so Kim. And that's exactly why I'm so excited to kind of just wrap up this episode and let you get to practice so you can do your <laughs> magic. Because, <laughs> yeah, go, go, go. yeah, just like flip some tables and stuff in the locker room. But um, no, I just, I really appreciate you sharing every little piece of your journey here on the Dream On podcast because um, obviously you've had an incredible impact in not only my playing career, but also just me as a person and how I carry myself and how I hope to carry myself um, each and every day. And um, a lot of the lessons that I've learned have come from you um, and have come from you just carrying yourself the way that you do and me just kind of watching as this, you know, young person who just wanted to be a little bit like her mentors. Um, and I just want to thank you for putting on that kind of show as a role model for me. Um, and for so many of these young girls that you get to work with each and every day, like you said, it's, it's what you love to do, but I'm sure they are absolutely loving being in your presence. Cause I know that I have over the last couple of years of knowing you and, um, thank you so much for sharing everything that you were able to hear today on the dream on podcast. You are the absolute best Kim. I appreciate you. And just wow. Because like <laughs> knowing that I impacted you, I'm honored. And I, like I said, and it goes back to my team and my, my staff and anyone close to me, I never want to let anybody down and mm -hmm. I will always be there for my people. So I appreciate you having me on this. Um, I have a lot of stories to tell. So a lot of good life lessons. If you ever need me, you know where to find me. Um, followers and listeners, you're on the right path. Buckle up, hang in there and keep following. You, you got a good one right here. So um, and if anybody ever needs anything from my end, an ear to listen to, you're never alone. And uh, just know that we got your back. Uh, thank you, Kim. To everybody listening, thank you for listening. And we will see you next time on the Dream On Podcast. Thank you.
Hey guys, Kylie here. A short break from our conversation to remind you to check in on our social channels. You can find little snippets from our episodes on Instagram at at dream.on underscore pod. And if you're a lacrosse stud looking for a unique way to train and develop into the best version of yourself, like our guest here most definitely has, check out the KO17 Lacrosse app in the App Store. That's KO17 Lacrosse. And at D-R-E-A-M period O-N underscore P-O-D on Instagram. Come join the fam and we can keep dreaming on together. Okay, enough of that. We back.